0: The Shep Nas Podcast begins now. You're listening to the Shep Nass Podcast, podcast at Shepherd Church. Our mission here is simple. We want to help people take their next step toward Jesus, and this podcast is part of that. We want to help you engage daily in your walk with Jesus to help you take your next step. We hope that this is a help to you and that you'd share it with others, that they would take their next step. Today, Pastor Rob Paul is here today. We're going to talk about the sermon that he just preached. We're in the middle of our series on the seven churches in Revelation And this is the um, message on the church in Philadelphia. So, Rob,
1: what's up, man? Not much. How's it going? Oh, it's going
0: great. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah. The weather's cool. Yeah. Things are, I mean, it's actually sunny. The sun came out today.
1: Yep. It's nice. On the
0: day that we're recording this, when you're listening, it probably won't be sunny.
1: Oh, it will be. (laughs) I'm positive. (laughs) But
0: it's, (laughs) but yeah, the weather is cooled down and we are,
1: we are feeling like definitely in fall. Yep.
0: So uh, we're going to jump in today and talk about the sermon this past week. Um, Like like I said, we're in the middle of our—we're really towards the end of our series on the the seven churches in
1: Revelation. This is the sixth church, so there's one more after this. And this is— But we might be able to string it out a little bit longer. It's one of my gifts. We've been known to do that. (laughs) Uh, but this is to the 40 weeks Ephesians. So, <laughs>
0: Church of Philadelphia, and that is um, not in the United States.
1: Nope, it's not the one in Pennsylvania. Okay. Yep. If it was. Ironically, Jesus didn't have a lot of bad things to say about this church. If it was the church in Philadelphia, you know, you never know; it there's, might be different. There so. might,
0: there's good churches there, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So let's talk about it. You want to just jump into it? Do you want to? You yep. want us to read it? Or? Yeah, let's
1: jump. Let's read uh, what Jesus has to say in okay. church, and we'll break it down.
0: This is what it says, starting in uh, Revelation three, starting verse seven. It says, "Write to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Thus says the Holy One, the True One, the One who has the key of David, who opens." Um, the one who has the key of David who opens and no one will close who, what closes and no one opens. I know your works. Look, I have placed before you an open door that no one can close because you've built you've, but little power yet. You have kept my word and have not denied my name. Note this. I will make those from the synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jews and are not, but are lying. I will make them come and bow down at your feet and they will know that i have loved you because you have kept my command to endure i will also keep you from the hour of testing that's going to come on the whole world to test those who live on the earth i'm coming soon so hold on to what you have so that no one can take your crown the one who conquers to the one who conquers i will make a pillar in the temple of my god he will never go out again i will write on him the name of my god and the name of the city of my god the new jerusalem which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. Let anyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, so this is, there's a lot in there. Yeah. Um, And it's, this letter uh, is very different than almost all the other ones. Yeah, it's almost Um,
0: overwhelmingly positive.
1: It is. There's actually, when we get to the point, and this is, you know, I mean, we will talk about this later, but when we get to the point where Jesus shares the concerns, there are none. Yeah, like it's on the notes. It's just like nothing. There's wow. nothing there. He has, uh, but he has a lot of good things to say about the church. And so, because he has a lot of good things to say about the church, we can probably learn a lot about how mm-hmm. the church and how we as Christians should live. Um, so it, it's really good. But there's, like I said, there's a lot different about this. One of the things that's different is that uh, in all the other letters, the first five, um, Jesus connects his identity. So we talk about you know who the author of this letter is. Jesus is the author but he always identifies himself in some way that has a connection to the initial mm-hmm. revelation that John had mm-hmm. in the first part of yeah. uh, the book Revelation chapter 1 here he doesn't do that this is the first time that he deviates from that there's no mention of of the the vision that John had of him okay. in his thing and so but it's really interesting because it's a great theology lesson about God what he really does is he Um, is drawing imagery from the Old Testament to identify himself to the church in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. So the first thing he says is that um, he is holy, right? He says, um, these are the words of him who is holy— and we throw that word around a lot in the church. Yeah. Um, I mean, we would say that we're a holiness church. We would. Um, we do actually. We do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's interesting because holy can mean a lot a lot of things to a lot of people. And I think it's important to know what Jesus means here when He identifies Himself as holy. And so, to be holy literally means to be separate or set apart. Um, and so, it 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 means different, right? And and it doesn't mean that. Someone is separate or set apart because they're haughty or because they're uh, uppity or sn- mm-hmm. snippity or whatever, whatever the word is. Um, it's it's literally that that God and Jesus is different mm-hmm. than everybody else, and the difference is that their character, uh, Jesus and God, their, the character is flawless and unblemished, and every one of us are are connected to sin somehow, mm-hmm. and so so God is saying He's totally different from all of that. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because you look through Scripture and you see places where God calls Himself holy. But in Mark chapter one, Jesus had an encounter with a man who had a demonic spirit in him, mm-hmm. and it was interesting that the demonic spirit identified Jesus' character as holy. Um, like the demonic spirit responded to Jesus and says, "What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth?" Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the holy one of God. Mm-hmm. Like even the demons in the presence of Jesus recognized that there was something different about him and that difference was that he was holy and just unmarred by by sin. Um and the other thing about this is that when Jesus identifies himself as being holy, um he's literally making a direct claim to to being a deity or being God. Yeah. Like it's he's not like saying like you know, hey, I'm a pretty holy guy. He's like I'm I'm equal to God. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm a deity, you know. And this is important. in, in this, in the in the world, we, if you remember, we've been talking about all these seven churches. All of these churches in all these cities that these churches are in, there are lots of gods that were being worshipped with temples and all that other kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So this this particular Jesus is saying, like, I'm not one of them. I am the one, right? Um, and we know, of course, Colossians right. says the uh, Holy one. He is the image of the invisible God, firstborn over all creation. So. Literally, when you see Jesus, you are seeing what God would look like. And when you see, when you hear what he says, when you see how he would respond or react, that's how God would because Jesus is the invis- image of the invisible God. He's that. So so he says that he's holy. Then he says, uh, "This is the; these are the words of him who is holy and true. And true is an interesting word that Jesus used here as well. And so in the Greek, there are two different words for true. Uh, one of them is the word that means the opposite of false like you know there's a lie and then there's a truth okay so uh there's that's one that's not the word that Jesus used the word that Jesus used describes something that is genuine authentic and real in other words Jesus was saying he's not like the opposite of falsehood although he is he is saying that I'm the I'm the real one mm-hmm. like in the, in this world of all of these gods that exist I'm the I'm the real one I'm the mm-hmm. authentic one and, and I'm, I'm the way, right? And he, and you go back to John fourteen six where Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. So Jesus says, I'm the way and the truth. What he's meaning is like, mm-hmm. I'm the real one. And there are lots of religions out there that teach, um, that there's other ways to God. I was
0: going to say in our context, this is really important because you talk to any, but you talk to a lot of people Yeah, I said, so, well, that's our way. Yeah, and, and right. no, Jesus is the truth. He's the the authentic truth. Everything right. else pales in comparison. Yeah. Does not does not live up to that. Yeah, that billing.
1: Yeah, coming November fourth is a fall movie
0: night. Bring the whole family for bonfires with hot dogs, s'mores, hayrides, and an outdoor family-friendly movie.
1: Family camp is the Ooh. highlight of R.E. You ask our family, it's the greatest place on earth. I'm sorry, I was late. Again. Okay.
0: Well, what do I gotta do to make it up to you?
1: How about we go to that camp? Church camp? Yes. You guys! This is clamping. What? Is no Wi-Fi? I can't wait until you realize there's no air conditioning. What? Buckle up, everybody. The Camp Cataqua Trophy, you should see this baby on my mantle at home. The family that takes home the most points at the end of the week takes the cup from my cold
0: dead hands. We're not monsters, okay? Even though we do make sugar-free organic vegan non-dairy marshmallows. Oh,
1: sounds like my kind of party. Goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> Lot. my family will just magically
0: become the family that I've always wanted them to be. Things get a little more complicated when you get a peek behind the curtain. Don't forget your blankets or lawn chairs. Invite your friends and neighbors to join us. That's November the 4th at 4 p.m outside at our Gahanna campus.
1: That was fun. That was something. You're welcome. You can find out about all our upcoming events right. at shepnaz.org calendar. It, it's like there are lots of roads, people think, that lead mm-hmm. to heaven. There are lots of roads, but only one of them goes to heaven. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, I'm the real one. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so he's identifying himself as the holy one and true. Uh, and it's interesting, we just had staff lunch today, mm-hmm. and we're talking about all these weird cults and false religions and mm-hmm. things that people believe. So Jesus, you know, it's not a new conversation. They no. had them back then, yeah. and we're having them still today. But then jesus also describes himself as the one who holds the key of david and this is really very interesting actually um so there's two things about this um one is that let me talk just for a second about jesus talks about david um and so when jesus references david what he's doing is he's reminding them that jesus is a descendant of david that he himself is a descendant of david and that scriptures prophesied that the Messiah would come through the line of David. Mm-hmm. And if you go to Matthew chapter one, verses one through sixteen, you have you know so and so, we got so and so, we got so and so. Goes all the way through is like a whole bunch of people, but right in the middle of it is David, who mm-hmm. was the king, and then he of course had his son named uh, Solomon, and and then it goes on down. But then you know it ends up with Jesus as the last one. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is connecting himself to the messianic descendancy. Right. He's saying, like, I'm the Messiah. Yeah.
0: Furthermore, saying, I'm, I'm, I'm the one. Yeah. Like, right. again, authenticating himself yeah. as this is who I am. Yeah. I'm the truth. I'm the one from David that was spoken about.
1: Right. Yep. Right. But then he uses this word key. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, like, it seems kind of weird that he would use the word key. But if you look in Scripture, um, a, a key is often symbolic of authority. So, so what Jesus is saying is that I'm the one that the Bible has been talking about is coming and I have all authority. Like I have the final authority. Like I am, I have the key and I can unlock anything and I can lock anything and no one can do anything about it. And, and so he's using this word key to symbolize the authority that he has. Um, And he, Jesus does this in Matthew chapter 16, when he's talking to Peter Um, and he gives kind of Peter this new name and says, uh, I tell you that you're a Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church. What he's saying is that on on the confession that Peter made that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, he says, I'll build my church on that. And then Jesus says, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And again, the keys represent authority. So he's saying, I will give you the authority of the kingdom, and that's, and that's what Jesus did. He gave Peter and the apostles the keys, yeah. the authority to build the church. And so what Jesus is doing here is he's making this claim that he's the final authority and mm-hmm. that no one can question it. Literally, he's saying, like, I'm I'm omnipotent. They're like, if I decide something, no one can make me change my mind. If I want to do it, I'll do it. If I don't want to do it, I won't do it. And knowing it, it's like I am the final authority. And this is interesting because Jesus or John had – received this revelation, he probably had an image of a story from the Old Testament in mind when Jesus said that. Um, And so, this story in the Old Testament foreshadows this passage, um, and it's of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah was a king of Israel, um, and he had a faithful steward that worked for him, uh, and his name was Mm Eliakim. And he trusted Eliakim with everything, literally everything. Um, he put him in charge of his house, all of his possessions, everything. Um, in fact, no one could even see Hezekiah, the king, unless they went through Eliakim. Like, Eliakim had the power to grant you the opportunity to go into the king's presence, or he could say, nope, you can't see him today. Um, he had that kind of, of, of authority, and he was the only one who had that authority. And Isaiah heard uh, God speak of Eliakim in Isaiah 22, 22, he says, I will place on his shoulder the key to the house of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. Back to the same thing Jesus said mm-hmm. in Re- uh, Revelation 3, 8. And so probably this story was in John's mind when Jesus said this. He had this, they all knew about this guy. And so what literally is happening is that uh, like Eliakim was the doorkeeper, the gatekeeper to the king. To the king. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the gatekeeper to the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And Jesus has the key. He can unlock it for us or he can lock it, um, and no nobody can do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And again, this is just this confirmation of what Jesus said, that he is the only way. Yeah. So it's, it's really, really an interesting thing. And then the last thing Jesus says in his um, uh, uh, introduction here is that he says, he, he opens uh, and shuts doors. I think what he says is, um, what he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. And so what's interesting here is that um, G- what, what Jesus is saying is that it's an emphasis on his omnipotence, right? It's like, I'm, I'm all powerful. I've, I, there's nothing I can't do. Mm-hmm. And again, it reminds us of Isaiah 43:13 13 says, For from eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can oppose what I do. And so so here Jesus is saying he's holy, he's true, he has the keys to the King of David or the the uh, the keys of, of David, uh the line of David. So he's like, I'm I'm holy. There's no one like me, I'm true, I'm the authentic one, I have all the power, and when he says he opens and shuts doors, he's saying, I I'm omnipotent. There's nothing I can do. What an incredible introduction to the to the yeah. people. They're like, Oh, this well, is this is amazing. And on
0: top of it, what I think is is just crazy is that there are people who claim to be christians who who think that it's well there's a lot of ways to heaven yeah you know or you know this this idea of well you know live your truth
1: yeah but yeah. you see
0: this introduction from jesus in this passage is that no no
1: there is no your truth yeah like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, he is it's the my authentic truth, one. Jesus is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's, that's interesting. I, there's just, there's a lot of theology mm-hmm. in there, and there's a, there's a lot in this letter, but I, I don't want to overlook the theology there where we can learn a lot about Jesus. And I think that those things are important for us to know and identify, especially in the world that we're living in mm-hmm. with the things that are going on in the world, that, that Jesus is holy. He's mm-hmm. true. He has the keys to the kingdom, and he, what he opens, no man can shut. What he shuts, no man can open. So mm-hmm. just a good, good introduction. So yeah, I think that's a good place to stop for today. Yeah,
0: we're um we're gonna just we're gonna pause this conversation. And we're gonna come back tomorrow and actually dig into then. So after Jesus gets done introducing himself and really letting you know like I am who I say I am. This is why. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna keep authenticating myself. We're gonna then get into the the actual like nuts and bolts of what he says to this church. So we want you to come back, stick around for tomorrow and share this with your friends. Once again, we want to help you take your next step toward Jesus. And so in doing so, you can listen to this podcast, dive a little bit deeper into the sermon. If you have any questions or comments, you can get a hold of us, podcast at ShepNaz.org. You can find out all about what's happening at Shepherd through our app, website, social media pages. We're thankful for you listening. For Rob, I'm Joey. Have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.